Hey everyone, welcome to the Engage and Equip podcast, a resource designed to help form substantive disciples for the local church. I'm one of the hosts, Nicole Kyle, and I want to welcome you to the podcast. Uh, this week's episode is another episode in our Chewing on Substance mini-series that we've been doing to help listeners continue to process and think through the topics that Pastor Nick has been preaching on as we've been going through substance in our uh, church service series, as well as in all, all of our small groups. And so we've been reading the book together, and uh, then we've had these uh, short episodes to help you keep processing what you've been learning and hopefully help you chew on the topics a little bit more. So this is our next episode. We're in week eight of the series. Just yesterday, we got to hear Pastor Nick preach about escaping diversion. So I have to say the next two chapters, so what Pastor Nick preached on last week and what he's going to preach on next week are two of my favorite topics in the Substance series. Um, I can remember when I first heard him preach on this topic, it must have been close to five years ago, and uh, it was so revolutionary for me. So I've been excited to get to chat about this. So in this next episode, you'll hear from myself as well as from our communications coordinator, John Sikotowski. So we hope that you enjoy this. We hope it helps you as you keep chewing on these topics as well. Hey, everybody. Welcome to week eight of the Chewing on Substance podcast. This week, we are going to be talking about escaping diversion with me, John Sikotowski, the communications coordinator here. And I'm joined by Nicole. Hello, everyone. Who is our worship director here at High Point Church. So we're just going to jump right in because this particular week, I, for Nicole and I both, this week has a lot that we want to talk about and dive into. Um, so let's just start right off with, Nicole, what was, what was something in this chapter that was just a, like an excerpt that really stuck out to you? Um, what was that excerpt? Why was it your favorite? And... Yeah, just tell us more about that. Um, okay, so my my favorite excerpt from this chapter is at the very end of the chapter. It it may be my favorite excerpt from the entire book. Um, I'm pretty sure I cried when I read it the first time, which may not seem like a big deal to most people hearing that a girl <laughs> cried about something, but I don't typically cry about stuff like this, but also I'm pregnant, so I don't really know. <laughs> it's hard to know exactly what's going <laughs> yeah. on. But um, at the very, very end of the chapter, so after you get through all of this stuff that we will talk about, um, at the very end, Nick writes, um, and this is on page 213, in the end, the best reason to be turned by faith resolutely against diversion and toward discipline is that Jesus did so to save us. And then he quotes from Luke, where it talks about how Jesus resolutely set out for Jerusalem and uh, an old pastor of mine when I lived in the Twin Cities, when he preached on this passage, he talked about how Jesus set his face towards Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. And I just always loved that imagery that he like, he was resolute. He was going to go to Jerusalem, even though he knew what was there for him. Um, and so Nick keeps going. He keeps talking about it, how he could have diverted himself from all of these things. But instead he went to the cross. He went to Jerusalem knowing that he would be killed. And the very last sentence in that paragraph says, um, if Jesus had been distracted from his misery, we would still bear all of ours without a remedy. Mm-hmm. I just was like, 
Ah, that's so true. Yeah, like he, so good. He could have completely avoided it. And it makes me think about when he was tempted by Satan mm-hmm. and Satan offered him basically everything that Jesus was going to be given by God. But Satan was saying, well, let me give you all these things without you having to go to the cross. Right. And in that moment, Jesus says, no. And he says, no, I, I have to go to the cross. And so I just think, and even now in this episode, like that's such a great way to frame Everything else that's going to come after this, like all of these things that we're talking about, the for me, the most motivating thing is, yeah, because Jesus did this for me. Mm-hmm. He chose not to be diverted, but instead to embrace the cross yeah. for the joy set before him. He embraced the cross and he did that for me and he did that for you. And so it's so motivating to me and it like made me weepy. <laughs> um so, yeah. yeah, that was absolutely my favorite. Yeah, I would agree that that was my, I think that's my favorite chunk of this particular chapter and also is one of my favorite chunks in this in this entire book. That I think yeah. that's, yeah, just that imagery is so powerful of thinking Jesus knew exactly what was coming and knew exactly where this long walk would take him. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, he did it without being diverted in either direction. And it's only because of that that we can... Yeah, I love the, the very last line of that paragraph that you mm-hmm. started reading from. But if Jesus had been distracted from his misery, we would still bear all of ours without a remedy. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just so good, especially the way that the way that even like sums up this chapter where mm-hmm. it was framed in the beginning by the quote from Pascal that, you know, the the greatest of our miseries is diversion because it distracts us from seeing the things that are actually causing us to be miserable. I loved that. Mm -hmm. I really loved that. And in in the chapter two, there's the example of that. Mm -hmm. When you read the example of getting rid of, was it internet? Yeah, getting rid of, uh, what was it, social media and YouTube and stuff like that? Yeah, that like you realize there's actually this deeper longing. Mm -hmm. There's this deeper misery. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that was actually, that was my second favorite excerpt of this chapter was just that story because I think, so I recently, a couple months ago, I got rid of social media and internet and stuff on my phone just because it was a really big distraction for me. And I dealt with a lot of the same things that that staff member talked about of like when I got rid of like, I didn't realize how often I, like, compulsively research stuff. Yeah. <laughs> where I would just, like, think of some random factoid yeah. I wanted to know. And I would instantly, like, be moved towards action of, like, oh, who won the Super Bowl in blank year? Mm-hmm. You know? And I would instantly move towards, like, oh, I'll just look it up really quick. Yes. And it was even the small decisions like that that, like, caused a, like, just a tension in my heart that I didn't realize was there before I got rid of that. Right. And it helped me to see the ways that I was in some ways like afraid of just like being bored, like afraid yeah. of this time of like empty time and like yeah. always needing to, to fill it with something else. And that taking that away really helped me to see the ways that that was like a problem without me even knowing. So this, that yeah. story by that staff member, I just resonated with me so deeply because it's exactly what I experienced and it, experiencing really what the the blaze pascal quote said of diversion was helping me not see the things that were really causing me misery yeah i uh so i was reading rereading this chapter earlier in the week and i read um 
he's it, it's talking about that that quote from Pascal, but um, it's on page two hundred. It says how diversion doesn't stalk us; mm-hmm. we invite it in, eager mm-hmm. for st- some stimulation, gratification, or escape. And I knew that we were going to do this episode, and I was just thinking, okay, so like what? I wonder. So I I'll just ask this question: like, what do you think? are some of the things that are really big diversions. And we're both millennials. Not everyone mm-hmm. who's listening to this is Here a millennial, yeah. but we both are. So <laughs> what do you think are some of the biggest diversions for millennials right now? Yeah. In your experience or just for culture? Yeah. Yeah, I think the the biggest one that I think of, and, and this is one that Pastor Nick has talked about in a couple different, um, in a couple different sermons, is how this fear of missing out or this fear of like in last sermon where he's talking about this fear of an ordinary life. I think that so often that particular misery drives people our age to constantly be seeking an experience, constantly um, needing to like broadcast something as an experience on social media to be like, Oh, look at all this like fun I had with my friends going to this restaurant where we just did normal stuff like eating. (laughs) Um, And I think, but I took a picture in a really cool angle. Right, right. And I look at this great filter that's on it. I think, I think in my experience, the biggest diversion for people our age are things of technology and social media. Yeah. And this is something that is, I mean, I took all the social media off my phone. Mm-hmm. And I think that is something that probably a lot of people need to do. Mm-hmm. That I I did not realize I needed to do it to the degree that I did before doing it. Um, but I think it's something that really mm-hmm. so many of us need to take the step to do. Yeah, it's like a detox, which actually it basically is because there's so much research that shows that we are, that social media and technology, and especially if you have little notifications mm-hmm. on your apps, and like when you see you got a notification on Facebook or whatever, it is addictive. It is as addictive as heroin, I believe, if not more. Um, and that's terrifying, mm-hmm. especially when you think about like how early people get phones right. in their lives without regulations. Right. And and I just think it's like we have to be we have to understand it and see it for what it is mm-hmm. right like that was one of the things that Pastor Nick preached about diversion is bad see it and flee it mm-hmm. like understanding that okay mm-hmm. this is actually an addiction and so that means that when I take it off my phone I probably actually will go through some of the symptoms of withdrawal right and detox right, <laughs> right. and I think I mean I think ideally the point would be to get to the point where you can still have access to all mm-hmm. those things but like like Nick was talking about that you're strong enough yes. that you're virtuous enough in freedom to be able to not use them as diversions but yeah. at least for now yeah I think I think this is true of myself and I think this is true of a lot of people that yeah. we are like too weak in yeah. that area uh-huh. to, and it's just it like until we become strong in in a place where there's less distraction and right. less less constantly feeding that, uh, yeah. that addiction to, to information consumption. Right, um, yeah. That until we get strong enough in that area, it's yeah, absolutely. good to cut it off. <laughs> right, I totally agree with that. I think it reminds me of the passage that talks about, oh my gosh, we are having a fire alarm right now, so we will pause. So we'll be back in a couple minutes. <laughs> 
Okay, well, we're back from the cold. Yes. We had a fire alarm. But Thankfully, somebody lent me a jacket outside. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we're back. We're trying to remember what exactly it was that we were discussing. But what I do remember we is... We can assume only that it was impassioned and interesting. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and we know you were just sitting, waiting for us to come back. Okay, anyway. Um, I've been thinking about this uh, idea of escaping diversion, and it's been reminding me of... When I was in college, really for the first time understanding the passage that talks about fleeing sexual immorality, that it doesn't mean like go as close as you can to this like line and get there. It's like, no, run away from these Mm -hmm. temptations. And I think that, John, what you just said is so important that it's, it's not about like live a legalistic life. It's about we need to become strong in virtue. Mm. But until we are strong in virtue, we probably need to put regulations in place. Mm-hmm. We probably need some help. And that was even one of the uh, points in the sermon. Pastor Nick went through some tactics, and one of them was use wisdom, not legalism, to right. fight against aversion. And right. how there's a difference, you can use helpful structures mm-hmm. that doesn't have to equate legalism. And so... For Scott, that's my husband, he and I deleted Netflix, and we decided we were going to delete it for a month. And we didn't say we're going to delete it forever. We don't think that Netflix is inherently wrong. Mm -hmm. We really enjoy watching good stories and watching art done in this particular form, but also we get really addicted. (laughs) And we're not free from that. And so for us, it was like, okay, we, we want to build substance in our lives right now. We see this as a distraction, and so we're going to we're going to just take take it away for right now. Yeah. Until we can be strong enough that we can enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was a really important part of Nick's sermon when he was talking about you have to be able to discern the difference between leisure and diversion. Mm-hmm. I want to touch on one thing you said in there, Nicole. So you said the um, when we're making these regulations, we need to yeah the if we put things into place, they need to be controlled by wisdom, not by legalism. Yeah. So what do you think are some of the ways that you discern, mm-hmm. okay, if I'm putting this thing in place because I recognize that this is a bent I have towards this direction, or this is something that is diverting me consistently that I need to escape, um, so I want to put this regulation in place, how do you find the balance between not letting it become legalism but not but but still recognizing right now I'm not strong enough right to handle this yeah I think that's been something that has been difficult for me and I don't I don't know if this is just like a I don't know if this is a millennial thing Mm -hmm. or or if it's just just a me thing (laughs) (laughs) but it it has been challenging over time to Mm -hmm. figure that out because I've always really struggled with consistently having spending time in the word and I I want to and I know it's so good for me and it's just a hard thing for me and uh I've I know that I've talked with many people like this where it's like okay well I don't want to just be super legalistic but then we can get silly yeah and because we don't want to be legalistic we just don't do it at all and so I really liked when Pastor Nick was talking about in his sermon um trying to catch a salmon Mm -hmm. without killing it Mm -hmm. it's this really hard thing but you have to still try yeah and you i think you have to try and know like sometimes i'm gonna kill it (laughs) on accident or sometimes i'm gonna not catch it but you still try and he even shared his example of how he he's like i have 
12 coats. <laughs> I don't need 12 coats, but yeah. dang it, I'm going to try and catch that salmon and I'm going to yeah. keep trying. Yeah. So that's one thing that I've learned is like, I'm going to keep trying. Yeah. So I try to put in, um, I've tried to make some plans like this before. Like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm, I'm going to put this discipline in place. Like if I want to watch television at yeah. night, I have to have had a quiet time at some point during the day, yeah. which can and like so that's just one thing that I have found is really helpful for me and usually I realize oh there's something I might want to do different than watch television anyway but it's Mm -hmm. just it's a structure for me that has been helpful yeah and and also when I make like plans like that I usually ask a couple of friends to look over them with me yeah like does this look right does anything in here look like it's too strong not strong enough yeah whatever yeah that's good what about you I think something that's helped me is the like discerning between trying to discern between legalism and discipline. Mm-hmm. So yes. legalism being the thing that's like, okay, legalism defined as making like deciding that you're either good or bad based mm-hmm. on your actions. Yeah. So adding this like moral weight to, okay, if I follow this plan, then I'm uh-huh. good. If I don't follow this plan, then I'm bad and I failed. Yes. And one thing that Nick talked about in the sermon that I thought was super helpful mm-hmm. for that was he was like, catching this thing, getting getting your hands around this salmon of diversion is not about good or bad. You're, mm-hmm. already, you're a bad person who has been justified, who is incredibly loved by God. So there's there's no there's no Question. bad or good being like in this equation. Yeah. It's a matter of life and death. Mm-hmm. It's a matter of are you going to live the abundant life that Jesus promised? Are you going to live into the virtuous freedom that is... That is in a life that's free from diversion, that's single-minded, that's, you're not going to have this torn apartness of serving both God and mammon. Or are you going to serve, are you going to go after death? Are you going to be distracted and harried and never living up to the purpose that you're meant for? Yeah. So it's not a matter of, am I a good or bad person if I do this thing? But am I going to pursue the things that Jesus says are going to bring me life right. or not? Yeah, and that goes back to what we we talked about, our favorite passage from the book at the mm-hmm. beginning, that like w- Jesus defeated diversion on our behalf. Yeah. He did this so that we wouldn't have to live in this misery. He's already done all the work. Yeah. So us, like me choosing to read my Bible is not a question of whether or not God is going to love me more. Yeah, it's not a question of whether, not, whether you're saved. No, it's not a question of if I'm a good Christian or a bad Christian. It's a question of... Do I know that this is the living, breathing word of God that is for my good? Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm going to invest in it. Yeah. It's a question of life or death. Yeah. But not my eternal life or death. Yeah. Like it's for it's for my good. And yeah. Seeing it that way is totally changes the perspective. Yeah, which is which is super good. And I love the I love what you're saying too about the salmon. And particularly I wrote down the quote that Nick used during the sermon where he's like Wrestling the salmon is an awkward, flopping, slippery, bloody, limp-creating, concussion-inducing struggle of constant failure, but it's failure in the right direction. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I just think that's huge. Yeah. I think that's so good. And yeah. it's so it's so freeing to, to put it in those terms that, like, I'm going to get, I'm going to end up bloody, concussed, and covered in <laughs> fish slime, but by golly, I'm going to keep trying. Yeah. Well, okay. So it looks like we're close to finishing, about a t- out of time. So any last takeaways that you want to really share? 
Um, yeah, I think the the big takeaway that I took from this is the it's not a choice of good or bad. It's a choice of life and death. Mm-hmm. That escaping diversion is about living into what God has for you or not. It's not mm-hmm. about whether or not you're saved. And I think that's something that's going to stick with me, mm-hmm. stick with me for a while. Yeah. What about you? Um, the question that I've been really lingering on since yesterday, but for the past week too, is what is it that I'm being diverted from? Hmm. I think I, w- I really want to think about that a little bit more and hmm. think like, okay, what are the things that I should be giving my time to? What are my roles, responsibilities, repetitions that I just, for whatever reason, am quickly being diverted from and why? Hmm. So I want to hmm. dwell on that a little bit more. And then uh, uh, I think the big takeaway for me is I do this out of gratitude, mm-hmm. <laughs> not to try and yeah. earn more brownie points with God, yeah. but I do this out of gratitude because he took on the ultimate sacrifice. And so the things that I do out of discipline and embracing or escaping diversion are just trifling sacrifices yeah. in comparison. So, cool. great. Well, with that, we will... Uh... Let you guys go. Great. I would say see you next week, but we can't see you. So So maybe you'll listen to somebody else, not either of us next week. Yeah. Okay, bye. Bye.